Good morning. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. You know, other day, someone came to ask me my advice on what would be the best gift he can give to his dad. He said it has to be expensive, at the same time practical. So I told him, buying some gasoline. <laughs> I mean, what else can you get expensive at the same time practical these days, you know? <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago, there was a, a rally of young people uh, organized in Washington, D.C. Around 700 young people gathered and they camped in a large park for the weekend and they had a couple of workshops on different topics which affect the young people, such as sexual morality, dating, drugs, peer pressure, and meditation. So the organizers were so sure that the last topic, meditation, would be the least attended um, workshop going to be. But to their surprise, the meditation workshop was the most attended. So they had around 200 people came to this workshop. And the priest who conducted the workshop invited the 200 participants to pray together. The response was amazing. And the priest says in his own words, it was one of the most moving experiences in all my years of priestly ministry. Then alluding to the image in today's gospel, he said, there is a whole mountainside full of young people out there who want to eat, but there is no one to feed them. There is a whole mountainside full of young people out there who want to pray, but there is no one to teach them. The priest remark paraphrases what Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Why are there so few workers today to gather in the harvest? Why are there so few young people today responding to God's call to the religious life to become a priest or to become a, a nun? Why is that in the day when we have so many young people in the world compared to the generations previously, why we have few vocations to priesthood and religious life these days, you know? We had uh, two ordinations two weeks back, two ordinations. We have approximately 400,000 Catholics in this diocese, 400 Catholics and two ordinations. And if you look at the number of priests in this diocese, half of them come from foreign countries. In our own parish, out of three, one is a local boy, other three, two are from outside. So what could be 
the reason for a shortage of vocations in our country and probably worldwide. So on this feast of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of Christ, let us, members of his body of Christ, reflect seriously on the important questions. So I am going to bring forth three reasons that could be the cause of why we have less vocations to, 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 to become a nun and to become a priest. I'm not talking about permanent diagnosis. We have, uh, I believe, an abundance of vocations for that. Recently, two weeks back, we had uh, 18 deacons we ordained. So I'm precisely talking about uh, just priesthood and uh, joining the convent to become a nun. And you might not agree with me. You may agree with me. You may say, these are not the reasons. You may say, this, there are more reasons to it. There may be. So I'm just going to give you, I have only 10 minutes, so I give you only three reasons today. Jesus said, ask the master of the harvest to send out leverage for his harvest. So Jesus placed at our disposal everything we need to gather in the harvest. Could it be that we are overlooking the most basic resource he gave us? Prayer. Prayer. For example, how many of us pray regularly that the hearts of young people can change and they may choose or consider a vocation to sisterhood and priesthood? How many of us pray regularly that the hearts of adults will be reached to touch to consider some kind of commitment to religious life? We have every third Thursday of the month, we have one hour adoration, holy hour for vocations. And you know how many people come to that uh, holy hour? Maybe 10 people, maybe below 10 people. And now this Thursday, we probably had seven or eight people. That's all. So if you tell me that we prayed two days ago for vocations, it is not enough. We should pray every day for vocations. When one, so the next thing could be the shortage today for vocations is our families, our families. Now, probably we have less children in the families. That could be one reason. And these days, there is a movement in the, among the Catholic families, young families, to have more children. We have here, there are couples with six, seven children. It's wonderful to see big families coming back to the forum. But I would appreciate those families to inspire and engage with the young children that one or two can join the seminary and maybe perhaps even to become a nun, one of the girls. So that is one of our serious tasks. So the families could be one of those things. The reason is we don't talk to children about priesthood or about convent. These are for some people from uh, some outer space. But for us, no, our children, of course, he wants to be a, a builder, or he wants to be an engineer, or doctor, or want to be a rocket scientist. We don't talk about priesthood at all, at all. We don't mention anything about unless I talk today to you, and probably some of the priests you hear, 
Otherwise, families don't talk. My families, my father and mother used to talk about it. And of course, they used to inspire us. You know, to tell you an interesting story, 10 years ago, exactly 10 years ago, a friend of mine was also in same order, was a vocation promoter. So he asked me, Shinoi, do you have any young people in your family that I can come and speak to them? So then I know, I remember about one of my distant uncles, three boys, I knew them when they were young, but they grew up. So one day we went to their house and phoned them up saying that we are coming to see you. And the father and mom was very happy. So after the lunch, we explained the purpose of our arrival. And I said, this so-and-so priest is a vocation director. He would appreciate it. Maybe you can send one of your boys to the seminary. And the father was very happy. He said, wonderful idea. But father, I have got three children. You see, my last one, Matthew, is finishing his school. He's a senior years. And he's a very clever chap. He's a topper in the class, good at mathematics. So he wants to study further and to, to get a degree or get a, a chartered accountant. OK. So what about the second one? That's Derek. Derek is actually in the university. He wants to be a computer engineer. He's very good in computer. So and it's a very lucrative job if he gets it. You get lots of money. OK. So he said, Father, I have a suitable guy for you, my first son, David. David is a bit lazy. He hasn't finished school. He's helping me in my farm, driving the tractor. And he's 25 years old, and he doesn't even want to get married. So take him to seminary, make him a priest. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, what does he imply to us, looking at me, am I like David, hasn't finished school, was lazy, don't want to get married, that I went to seminary? So some of us have an idea, okay, oh, the dumb child can go to seminary, all the clever children must become somebody else, you know? It is, it's a problem with some families. You know, when Jesus chose Peter and Matthew and the apostles, they were simple people, fishermen. But Peter was one of the best fishermen available at that time. And Matthew was the brilliant tax collector. So he didn't choose stupid fishermen and stupid tax collector. He chose the best one among them. So we need also your children, good children to think about, who are clever, who wants to have a, a real life-changing experience in the priesthood and also change the life of people among us, you know. So families, just think about it. Finally, the reason could be the shortage of vocations today is with each one of us. If we are a young person, have never considered committing ourselves to following Jesus as a religious, if not, why not? It is for the same reason that the rich young man in the gospel refused to follow Jesus. It is because we value the things of his world more than we value the things of the next world. Personally, I don't think this is the true of most young people today. They are very generous. I think the reason has to do with adults, with us. How many of us have ever invited a young person to consider a vocation? And it could be my fault, 
it could be your fault. And so on this feast of Corpus Christi, I would like to invite every unmarried person in this congregation to do something special during the week ahead. I would like to invite you to add to your prayers a prayer asking the Holy Spirit to guide you in your choice of a life's work. And I would like to invite every parent of an unmarried person to add to their daily prayers a prayer asking the Holy Spirit to guide your son or daughter in choosing a life's work. This is an invitation and extended to everybody on Feast of Corpus Christi. You know, I read the other day somewhere, if the father brings the kids to church, 60% of those kids will continue to go to church even after they become an adult. If the father doesn't take initiative to come to church and take the kids along with them, they say 1% will come to church after they become adults. So we have wonderful fathers here. They have been bringing their children to church. So thank you, dear parents, especially fathers, bringing your children Sunday after Sunday to church. So I think our parents, uh, not only father alone, mother of course, come with uh, uh, him. So the families has got a huge role in uh, promoting vocations, praying for vocations. So on this Father's Day, I thank especially the fathers for doing so wonderful work. I'm sure you'll continue to do that. So thank you very much and happy Father's Day. And I have a feeling that this might be my last Father's Day here with you. You know.